Welcome to the Awesomers.com podcast. If you love to learn, and if you're motivated to expand your mind, and heck, if you desire to break through those traditional paradigms and find your own version of success, you are in the right place. Awesomers around the world are on a journey to improve their lives and the lives of those around them. We believe in paying it forward, and we fundamentally try to live up to the great Zig Ziglar quote, where he said, you can have everything in your life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. It doesn't matter where you came from, it only matters where you're going. My name is Steve Simonson, and I hope you will join me on this awesomer journey. If you're launching a new product manufactured in China, you will need professional, high-resolution, Amazon-ready photographs. Because Simo Global has a team of professionals in China, you will oftentimes receive your listings photographs before your product even leaves the country. This streamlined process will save you the time, money, and energy needed to concentrate on marketing and other creative content strategies before your item is in stock and ready for sale. Visit simoglobal.com to learn more, because a picture should be worth 1,000 keywords. You're listening to the Awesomers Podcast. You're listening to episode number 129 of the Awesomers.com podcast series. And all you need to do is go to Awesomers.com slash 129 to see today's show notes, details, and often we even throw in a transcript and a show summary. So check that out when you get a chance. Now, today is part three of our three-part series with Troy Vermelski, and we've just been having a great time so far. If you haven't already grabbed parts one and two, just go back to the last couple days and you'll be able to catch up. But Troy's taken us through his journey, where he came from, some of the biggest lessons that he's learned um, and defining moments. And we're going to get into more of those lessons today and talk about some uh, additional adversity and, and even some uh, bits about the future. So let's jump into today's episode right now. Okay, we're back again, everybody. Steve Simonson joined again by Troy Melromelski. Dang it. I messed up. <laughs> I did not stick the landing that time. Troy Romelski. Um, and again, uh, Troy, I, we kind of go back for a year or two here. And, uh, and I've had the great pleasure to kind of get to know him and learn a little bit about his background. And that's one of those reasons why I love to share awesome origin stories. It's so interesting, you know, everybody's background, where they came from and the, the types of struggles that they've had. Troy, we talked a little bit uh, about this idea that, you know, Amazon sends out lightning bolts and we're problem solvers at heart. Were there any big lessons that you've learned along the way that you care to share with the awesomers out there that may help them in their journey? Oh, man. Uh, Cash is king. Keep keep some uh, cash reserves. Uh, Cash reserves. Just have, uh, yeah, we can go back to the cash reserves. I'll tell you just a quick story. The lesson was learned because, uh, you know, we got our, our biggest listing pulled down. And this is like, this is mid January. And so January one, I came in and I was like, we did it. We're going to, this is the year of massive growth, massive growth. And bought a bunch of inventory or made like initial payments on a lot of inventory. Only a few days later to have the, uh, you know, the cash cow get pulled down and me go, Oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a Scooby-Doo moment. Ruh-roh. Yeah. yeah. What are we going to do? And yeah. And it got to that point where I think it was three weeks in and still couldn't, and this was, this was so early on, like now, like listings getting pulled down for this, that, and the other sort of commonplace. And uh, there's Facebook groups to go to for, oh, you want, you need to write a plan of action. This is how, this is how it works. And that just wasn't the case at the time. It was like, you know, it, it felt like, or I'm sure other people had faced it, but there weren't the resources around to navigate that. And so I felt like the test case. And so it took a little over three weeks and I had actually just emailed uh, my accountant and said like, Hey, 
uh, I think I'm in trouble. <laughs> uh, I, I need an updated report and I need to know if I got to start cutting some stuff. Um, and then we're able to get it back and recover. But, you know, the moral of the story was uh, if I had more cash in my operating account, I would have been okay much longer. Um, and so that, that has been like, I have like been uh, a stickler for, we need a certain amount of operating capital or access to capital uh, for, for just such hiccups if they're going to occur. And we, we fight really, really hard to, to keep those accounts at that level. I think that's really smart. And, uh, you know, cash flow really is the ultimate barometer of your business health. People often look at P&L statements or they talk about balance sheet or financials, but they don't, they don't often enough talk about cash flow statements. And ultimately, cash really is the king of your business. And there's a, there's a few things that folks out there can do to kind of uh, take control of this. Um, and I'll give you a, a few things. First of all, in this modern age, uh, there are now resources that if you have a, a product that is suspended, uh, at Empowery, there's a number of resources that have 24-hour access to issue plan of actions and get stuff done for you inside of the day, right? Uh, access to 24-hour support, which is amazing. And that gives you the fastest recovery. So A, you don't have to suffer as long. I remember one of my accounts was, was uh, suspended for three weeks, the entire account, by the way, for a velocity uh, review. And uh, for those keeping score at home, a velocity review means we sold too much during a particular period of time. <laughs> Amazon uh, was nervous about it or didn't like it or whatever and decided that they're going to review things for three weeks, each day getting a, a little love note that said, hey, uh, you'll have an answer within 24 hours, right? And that's the longest 24 hours I've ever seen. Um, but again, in this modern world, we have uh, resources that have 24-hour access to help account recovery and help skew recovery. There's also uh, places um, that will do crowdfunding on getting new uh, inventory, for example, which is a really innovative solution to help mature accounts get access to capital without having to go to some of the you know, um, hard money resources, or maybe they don't even have access to hard money resources, so the crowdfunding can help. And then, of course, talking to people and helping them get terms with their supply chain is important. And every time I bring this up uh, virtually, uh, in a conference setting, for example, people go, oh, no, no, I talked to my Chinese supplier about terms, and he said they don't do terms. He said China doesn't do terms. And I always just respond, I go, well, uh, go talk to Walmart, ask them how many guys they pay 30% up and 70% before it ships. And the answer is 0%. Um, and I can say that, you know, my team and, and as long as the orders are large enough, and I would say above $10,000 transaction values, um, certainly above $20,000 transaction values, you can get financing and there's lots of ways to do it. And it sometimes just takes a little bit of education, a little bit of stick to uh, It's not worth doing, you know, I, I got 300 uh, garlic presses and they're worth $642, and uh, I want to get financing on that. The paperwork isn't worthwhile, but there's now lots of ways to help overcome that. When you were starting out, Troy, there, there was not nearly the resources available. How did, you, how did you kind of go through the process, feeling maybe alone at times and, and having to solve all this yourself? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was very isolating. Um, and just, yeah, it was just isolating, and it would just come in each day and sort of, sit here and scratch my head and you know like you said about the message it was like okay today's the day i'm gonna get you know i'm gonna find out if we're back up and running and after a few weeks i was like 
maybe I need to come to terms with the idea that this might not come back. And like, as soon as I considered that, then I, I was like, okay, like, what are we going to do? And the, yeah, the, uh, what I decided to do was call suppliers and say, Hey, look, I hit a cash crunch. Uh, it's not, it's not the end of the world, but was wondering if we could work a deal. Um, you know, I'm still good for everything. And what we ended up doing was, I was like, what if I paid you in two week installments? Cause it was like, my account was still active. And I was like, what if, so you can release product basically as I'm selling it. And that way I can, I can continue to pay you on time. You haven't shipped everything. You're not held like super accountable for it. And they were like, all right, we can do that. And I was surprised. Uh, that was, I was like, wow, I should have done this a long time ago. <laughs> and, and so that was actually a really great cash flow strategy going forward was like, hey, I can buy stuff in bulk and I can pay in two week installments. Like this works okay. Like, and so it, it did wonders. Uh, and what, you know, what was a speed bump at the time actually served really well to increase our cash flow. Well, that's certainly a big lesson right there is, you know, sometimes when you're back against the wall, what do they say? Uh, there's something about, you know, necessity is the, the, the mother of uh, invention mother or whatever. Yep. Yeah. And this is, you know, when I, I generally will take the, the tact of having, you know, some guy in the back room that I blame stuff on. Uh, there's an auditor, there's a, the board of directors, they're on me. And I talk to suppliers and I say, Hey, listen, you know, I love you. It's not me. It's, it's them. Uh, I would love to give you all the business, but we've just done uh, as a response to this tariff. So we've just done a, uh, you know, an assessment of our supply chain and we just can't have, we're in a risk mitigation mode now. And so we've got to break up these payments and whether it's tariffs or cash flow or any other series of things, um, there's plenty of good reasons. And this doesn't give people license to pay suppliers late, by the way, it's to make an agreement to pay on a certain period of time. Usually we'll pay 0% down and net 60 days, which means after they ship it. Now, I know even Troy, he's uh, giving me a little chuckle. Uh, and by the way, we could pay a little longer, but uh, we feel like it's fair and we want the, the factories to have good cash flow. We understand how it works with factories. We understand how they get credit insurance and how it works with their financial uh, resources that they have access to. And so we want to be good partners. So we will never pay any of those late, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, certainly if it happens, it's unintentional and we should be, you know, beaten down uh, for paying late. But our commitment is, you know, here's, here's what we need from you, supplier. Uh, and then that takes it into the, the next phase of the cash flow. And, you know, there's, uh, in the optimal world, to be able to pay after you've sold something is the perfect cash flow. And in the old days of e-commerce, when I would do drop shipping, we literally would, you know, get the order, charge the customer, and then we would pay 30 to 60 days later to the supplier. So we had two, one to two months of free cash flow, which was just, I mean, it's just silly. It's amazing. And it gives you a lot of power. And so your point about cash is well made. I, I support it entirely. That's a big lesson. Any other lessons that stand out in your mind, Troy? Uh, just like being in business sort of general things, which is like, be nice to people. Like, um, I don't know. Like I have, I have a great relationship with my, my suppliers, my manufacturers. Um, like I am, I empower like the members of my team um, because they're important. They're a valuable resource. Like I wouldn't be where I am now without a ton of other people 
And so just being a good human being throughout that process, um, I think has added something to that. Um, the other thing is um, like never stop growing. Um, like we're always like, what's next? What's the next product we can get out there? Like, should we be, um, should we be acquiring something? We need to be building the business. We're not just kicking back because uh, you know, if you're not, if you're not growing, you're dying is kind of the saying. And I believe that uh, I get worried if we get stagnant for a little bit too long. Um, but those would be, those would be the biggest lessons I think that I've taken away. They're definitely, those are lessons that I've uh, certainly learned over the course of time as well. And, you know, it's, it's, very easy for us as entrepreneurs or as busy CEOs to start to lose track of the folks who are getting the work done or, uh, you know, try to maybe even not value who we're dealing with. And I think that's a, it's a trap and definitely people should avoid it. Uh, I generally have a no a-hole rule. Um, I've had people that I've dealt with as suppliers or uh, even employees that were just mean to other people. And in my earlier days, I would rationalize and go, well, they have this particular thing or they're doing their job well. They're just, you know, kind of mean to other people. Let's try to coach them up. And maybe there's a certain amount of that that's reasonable. But at a certain point, when you just realize that somebody is a jerk and, and an a-hole and they, they're not there about trying to make the, the world go around, they're there just to kind of, you know, do what they want to do. And, and uh, we, we call this type of person a kiss up kick down, right? So I never had any problems with these people generally because they were always nice to the, the CEO or the boss or the chairman or whatever, mm -hmm. but they were mean to everybody else. And often I wouldn't even be able to see it. And, but once we would unsurface that, that I, I definitely didn't take action fast enough and that loses the respect of the organization. So taking care of people and being nice is a big thing and you should hold other people to the same standard uh, that you hold yourself, I think. Um, Troy, you mentioned that you have a team now. Tell us how that looks, uh, uh, you know, from your perspective. Um, they're all um, remote employees. Nobody's in the United States, so it's a lot of it's a lot of guys that are just overseas. Um, but I work I work really hard. Uh, well, I don't know if I work really hard, uh, but I would say I work not like, mailroom hard, but yeah, mailroom hard, like. Not like not like climbing a rope hard, um, but more like um, we, we want to take care of our of our uh, remote workers. Where the uh, like I don't need them to be killing themselves. Like the the cost of labor is uh, relatively inexpensive. So it's like why like why am I trying to grind every little task? Got to like cram as much as I can into an eight hour day and burn them out. Like I would rather them feel like this is the best job in the world. And they love it, and so they're willing to go the extra mile when necessary. But I, my kind of rule of thumb is I don't want anybody working over six hours. So if you put in six hours, I think that's a great day. Um, we're just about to, within their respective countries, it's taken a while, but it's like I want to offer them additional uh, health insurance. Um, and we've, we've started paying for people's internet connections. Um, I'm like, I want you to have, like, the best internet that's offered there. Like, let's... You know, let's make sure you're taken care of. And so it, it's it's these little, you know, being nice to people that I, I think really helps make for a happy and productive team. And like, I, I certainly could not. They're ridiculously important. Um, why wouldn't I want to take care of them? 
Yeah, I think that's the right question. That's the right attitude to, you know, and I would just caution Osmers out there, uh, and Troy can certainly correct me where I'm wrong, but you can be nice to people and still expect them to be accountable for results. Troy, am I right or wrong on that? Yeah, I think you're absolutely correct on that. Like people, my experience is people will go the extra mile if you know that you respect them um, and you're taking care of them and they know when they have a good job and, and if they didn't think it was a good job, like let them go look around, <laughs> let them go look for around and find another job that's offering more than I have to offer. Yeah. And ultimately that's the, that's the only thing that, you know, it comes down to, um, people leave bosses. They don't usually leave jobs number one. So that's a good reason to be nice and, and to be, you know, people want to deliver, um, good results. They, and when they are recognized and when they're called out for delivering good results, that tends to reinforce the idea that, Hey, I like that reinforcement, uh, uh, positive reinforcement, uh, recognition, whatever the case is. And so they do that some more. And so I really do salute you on knowing that early on and, and making sure that you get your, your, uh, your team on the same page. Let me ask you this before we, before we close it up, uh, Troy, Give me a, a five-year prediction. Uh, pull out your crystal ball and tell me in five years either how Amazon looks or how e-commerce looks or how's the world going to be in five years? Oh, man. Uh, that, is a, that is a tall order. Um, I think, uh, I mean, I think that we're just going to see more and more transactions happening online. That's an easy prediction to make. Um, I think Amazon is going to continue to dominate but I see, uh, you know, I do see other do grabbing more land. I just, uh, I think Amazon's a little hard to catch at this point. Um, I think speed of transaction is going to be insane. I think um, everything's going to be super fast. It'll be like, you know, if Facebook is a same version, be like something showing up in your newsfeed and you're like one click or one tap, I want that. And it shows up on your doorstep within a few hours. It's going to be so lightning fast. Um, and the AI is going to be so fierce that, uh, you know, from one, one Google search or one Alexa, like, hey, I want, uh, they're going to retarget you so fast. And with options that are really, really good um, for things that you want. And so it's, it's kind of exciting. Like even though even though this game has been around for 15, 20 years in some way, shape, or form, like it's still very much in its infancy. It's still rapidly changing, and there's still like so much growth that's going to happen. It's it's going to be a, a fun ride. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself. I, I agree on every point. And although the audio cut out this uh, for a minute uh, there, you know, your point was well made. That in fact there will be extraordinary dynamic changes. The, this advent of kind of voice-driven search or just one touch, you know, I see this on Facebook or Instagram and I click the button and it shows up at my house, you know, maybe the same day, uh, the, the artificial intelligence, all that stuff is, we're really in the solid days of technology. It's amazing. And uh, I'm, I'm certainly lucky uh, to be a part of it. Uh, Troy, I thank you again for the time today. It's been very instructive and fun to reminisce about the olden days. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Certainly my pleasure. Uh, Osmer's out there listening. We'll be right back after this.
Okay, we're all clear. Thanks for uh, joining. That was awesome. Yeah, I, and by the way, your prediction's dead on. Oh, I love it. Even though I put you on the spot. <laughs> Sorry. At the, yeah, no, no problem. I was, I was a little concerned because it's like for the last couple of minutes, you've been, you've been breaking up really bad and like freezing on the screen. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, I you hope, did the right I hope thing. Comes back in time for me to catch whatever. You did the right thing to push through. Um, yeah, I don't know why I, the the breaking up, but I think most of it came out okay. Ninety nine percent. Okay. All right. All right. I'm gonna try to go. Good. Uh, uh, I hope everything was good for you. Yeah, it looks good. I think it'll be fine. Uh, thank you again for the time, and we'll talk again, Troy. Sounds great. Thanks. All right. See you, buddy. Take care. Bye bye. Hey, Amazon Marketplace professionals, congratulations on your success to date. Your creativity, strategic vision, problem solving, and discipline have allowed you to build your own e-commerce business. Wouldn't it be great if you had more time to focus on the things that truly drive the sales and growth of your company? Instead of getting lost in a dozen different services and countless spreadsheets, what if there was one system that connected to your Amazon account and automatically gave you the information that you needed to make great decisions and really impact your business? Parsimony ERP can do that. Parsimony is the business operating system for your marketplace business. With Parsimony, you get true double entry bookkeeping, easy financial statements, full customer service tools, and item by item profitability, along with project and task management, and more features are being added all the time. Learn more at parsimony.com. That's parsimony, P-A-R-S-I-M-O-N-Y.com. Parsimony.com. We've got that. Catalyst 88 was developed to help entrepreneurs achieve their short and long-term goals in e-commerce markets by utilizing the power of shared entrepreneurial wisdom. Entrepreneurship is nothing if not lessons to be learned. Learn from others. Learn from us. I guarantee that we will learn from you. Visit Catalyst88.com because your success is our success. A giddy up. All right, there you have it, everybody. Another fun, exciting time, and uh, hopefully my jokes weren't too corny for you. Um, Troy's a fun guy to hang out with. I apologize that the, the audio quality would fade in and out during this three-part series. It certainly wasn't ideal, but the, the goal that was being laid down was just too... Uh, too high to um, abandon. So there's a couple little pauses in there which you probably noticed along the way. I hope that you stuck it out. Um, that's sometimes the nature of the internet. I have a one gigabit connection, uh, but sometimes I need more gigabits. Uh, so uh, that's the way things go. Now, again, I wanna just salute Troy and appreciate him coming on and sharing you know, the good, bad, and the ugly, and, and really help people understand that it's not a, a straight road. Uh, you know, there, there will be bumps along the way, as he described. And that's part of being an entrepreneur. Let's, you know, we're problem solvers. Let's stay after it. And let's remember that, you know, our, you know, our day-to-day -day environment is not our destination. It's just part of the journey. And do your best to enjoy that journey. Now, I want you to join me tomorrow for a special announcement about the Awesomers.com podcast series. Uh, and you won't want to miss that. That's coming up tomorrow. This has, again, been episode number 129. And you just go to awesomers.com slash 129 to find out today's show notes and details. Well, we've done it again, everybody. We have another episode of the Awesomers podcast ready for the world. Thank you for joining us, and we hope that you've enjoyed our program today. Now's a good time to take a moment to subscribe, like, and share this podcast. Heck, you could even leave a, a review if you wanted. Awesomers around you will appreciate your help. It's only with your participation and sharing that we'll be able to achieve our goals. Our success is literally in your hands. Thank you again for joining us. We are at your service. 
Find out more about me, Steve Simonson, our guests, team, and all the other awesomers involved at awesomers.com. Thank you again.